1: And so far, it's all W's, waiting on God, working for God, walking with God, and last week, the will of God. Tonight is part two, not the same message of the will of God. I just want to make sure we get this one in and we'll continue to go forward next week. God has a will for your life. God has a will for my life. A will is a plan. So when we read the will of God, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. God has a will for your life, a plan, a desire, a purpose. Vast majority of people, I think, perhaps even Christians will live their lives and never discover the will of God for their life. One of the things that a Christian or the areas of a Christian, it's the gifts of the Spirit. And you have to figure out what gift God gave you. If God has gifted you in the gift of teaching, then you better be teaching. Teach, instruct, transfer what you know. If God has not given you that gift of teaching, then don't try to be a teacher. God may have given you the gift of help, so then do that. God may have given you the gift of menstruation or administration. Uh, heading something up in the ministry, the work of God. Well, then do that. God gave the gift of being a pastor. That is a God-given calling. And friend, tonight, as we think of the gifts of the Spirit, God gave, there's nine of them, God gave you a gift and our gifts, then use them. Do you know your gift? We need to help discover your gift. That's why we lay hands suddenly on no man, the Bible says, because then we need to have time to observe does that person really have the gift of preaching, is he a gift of a pastor? Does he have a pastor's heart? And we need to make sure that is the gift of the Holy Spirit and the call of God, the will of God, God's plan, God's purpose, God's desire. I watch people run from the will of God all the time. I'm thinking, have you ever read the story of Jonah? There'll be young people all over America this year, this spring, this fall, that are not in Bible college that should be in Bible college. There'll be some that are in Bible college that perhaps not ought to be there. There are young people that will be in the wrong Bible college. Your parents and your pastor. New concept, 44 years we've had in this church. Now, if your parents are gonna tell you one thing, I'm not gonna go against them. I'll say something like, Obey your parents. I think every wise parent would go to a shepherd and say, Pastor, what do you think? I think we're playing with this thing. I tell everybody, don't come to Golden State because of the weather. Oh, I'd like to come to Golden State, the weather's beautiful out there. You don't go to find the will of God because of weather. Is it God's will? How is God leading you? What is God doing? Make it a very serious thing. We ought to be very serious about knowing the will of God for our life. Thank God for growth and grace, but it was just His grace that I, I found. I, I really was searching for the will of God in a mate. I was praying for the will of God, but as a young man, I don't really know if I comprehended the will of God. It was just God's goodness and grace that I I didn't get someone else that got the will of God for my life. Here is one of the most remarkable men in world history. His name is Daniel. He's, there's a song about him on page 463. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose for her, a purpose is a will of God, dare to stand alone people are so frustrated because they're not in the will of God. When Ms. when and I came here, oh, I wanted to stay my entire life here. And I had to, about 10 years into it, I remember it 10 years, I would say, I would say, I, I, I want to stay my whole life here. And I believed that. But at 10 years, a light went on in my heart I am exactly where God wants me. You know, since those that was ten, it was almost like ten years. I came into marriage. I said, I think I understand it now, and I I, I felt like it, it. They say it takes about ten years in anything. I I truly believe that God God wanted me here. I know that. I don't have to get up and find the will of God if I'm supposed to pastor a church. I know that's God's will, and time has proven that. I wish sometime the will of God would not be so hard and difficult. But God, I'm in the center. That's one of the things that keeps me serving him here. Though this comes and that comes, and this sorrow and this disappointment, I know I'm in the center of God's will. And when you're in the center of God's will, uh, you can, you say, wait, well, you have thick skin? No, I get wounded so easily and hurt and bothered. I'll stay up at night. Doesn't take long for somebody to say something just break my heart. Yes, that's part of it. But the thing I come back to all the time is I'm in the will of God. Amen. Daniel stood for right three times, by the way, uh, three times of his life as a youth. Daniel 1.8. He purposed in his heart, he was a teenager, he was a youth, he got Daniel, went and discovered the will of God away from mother, away from dad as a captive, stolen to go to another land. But as a teenager, he was in the will of God in captivity. We find throughout this book, because this book is about 75 years And as you go through four kings, he lived through four kings. In the middle of that, you'll see he is still in the center of God's will. He still believed in prayer. He still believed in standing for God. He was in the will of God as a youth. He was in the will of God in midlife. He was in the will of God when at about age 90, they threw him in the den of lions. In the will of God living the will of God, not quitting on God, not pounding on lions I can't take any more of this pressure. I won't touch the line if I were you, Daniel. The will of God tonight on this journey of life. Daniel, Daniel discovered the will of God. It meant everything to him. And he accepted the will of God. May we never fight the will of God. We never run from the will of God. May we never reject the will of God. May we never attack the will of God. The will of God. There are people tonight that God had a will for their life and they're backslidden away from God and they haven't darkened the door of a church in a long season. I I would be afraid to be outside of the will of God. The will of God is not difficult to find because you simply just do what you know is the will of God and he'll continue to give you direction on what you don't know. Uh, Getting up in the morning and working is the will of God. Uh, Going to church on Sunday is the will of God. Tithing is the will of God. Reading your Bible every day early in the morning and reading the word of God and and pray, that's the will of God. They said if we know to, to do what we know to do, that's the will of God. He'll continue to give you more of his will. Why would God want to give you more of his will if you reject that which you know already? All of America, people are upset with one another. Even Christians all upset with one another. Well, you're not in the will of God. When a person is in the will of God, well, they won't be so troubled about everything, so mad about things, so desp- despondent about things, so worried about things. The will of God. I want you to see how he stayed in the will of God. He accepted God's divine will. Would you notice with me what we read in verses 1 through 6? He was stolen from his home. But he believed he was in the will of God. He was stolen from his home. Here in chapter number 1, verse 1, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, he besieged uh, uh, Jerusalem and, and he brought his gods and, and he said I want you verse Aspinaz, I want you to take I want you to take certain of verse 3 these children of Israel and the seed of the princes I want you to find the best of the best children with no blemish well favored skillful wisdom, wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding and science I want you to get these that they might learn our tongue I want you to get the best of the best, the brilliant, the most brilliant because I'm gonna use them. Can you imagine the heartbreak that he must have felt being stolen from his father, being stolen from his mother, being stolen from his family, being stolen from his city of Jerusalem, being stolen from the people of God and going into a heathen country, but that's where God had him and he accepted the will of God. On this journey called life, there's so many things that come to us. It's not on our radar. We did not plan it this way. We did not plan for her to leave or him to leave or our kids to break our heart. We didn't plan that, but it happened. And in the midst of all that frustration, Daniel was still in the will of God. Notice what he says in that condition. Daniel purposed in his heart. Verse 8, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat or the wine. You know how easy it would have been as a teenager away from your mother and dad? They don't know. And he's offered all these delicate foods. He's offered all this liquor and wine. And he's offered everything. Mother's not there. Dad's not there. Pastor's not there. The youth pastor's not there. Nobody's observing Daniel's life, but he purposed in his heart. I believe that a young son and girl, a young teenager, could purpose in their heart. I'm amazed at the fact that I think of your brother, and here you are with four kids. That's hard to believe, Teresa Yeoman. I think of how your brother lived in a, and it was a difficult situation. But as a bus kid, he said, I'm not gonna, and he could have got a hold of drugs easily. But I'm never doing drugs, and I'm never doing drink, and I'm never gonna kiss a girl till it's the girl I marry. Said, so, well, well, that's so old fashioned. He missed out, how many, Was your brother have five kids or six? Five kids. I guess he got cut up with his kissing. Say that as carefully as I can. Oh, I'm gonna miss out, gonna miss out. He's got five kids. I never knew that. I don't even know if he ever heard preaching like that. I don't know. And he and he, and he said to me, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be kissing my bride on my wedding to be the first kiss." And now, for these twenty years, been pastoring the church. We reached him on the bus on uh, "I Love My Church" Sunday, whole heart Sunday, February so many years ago. You know, friends, sometimes you can, you can be in a bad situation in life and your dad might become a drunk or your mother might run away. Who knows what's going to happen? But you ought to be able to purpose in your heart and say, this is where I'm at. I'm going I'm to purpose. I'm going to fulfill the will of God in my life. Amen. I look in chapter 2. He's now standing before the king. The second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams where his spirit was troubled and his sleep break. And he commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans to show the king the dreams. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit is trouble was troubled to know the dream. And they spake to the Chaldeans, to the king in Syria. O king, live forever, let thy servants the, the dream, tell thy servants the dream. We'll show the interpretation. interpretation And the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, the thing is gone from me. I don't remember the dream, but I want you to tell me what the interpretation is. What well, the king tells the dream. I don't know what the dream is. And you know the story in this text. They said in verse 10, there is not a man on the earth that can show the king's matter. Verse 13, the decree went forth to, Wise men should be slain. In verse number 14, Daniel answered, thank God for Daniel. And they answered and said, why is the decree so hasty from the king? And Daniel went in and desired the king. He is standing before the king. How can he stand before the king knowing he is to be slaughtered? Because he knew he was in the will of God. I'm in the place where God wants me. I'm in the plan that God wants me. I'm fulfilling the desire that God wants me. And he said, I can trust Jesus. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but trust and obey. Here he was in the will of God. He was, chapter one, stolen from home. Chapter two, he's standing before the king. Chapter two, the latter part, verse 48. Thirdly, he was elevated to a high post. Look what he says. And the king made Daniel great, a great man, and gave him many great gifts. Made him the ruler over the whole province of Babylon and the chief governors over the wise men in Babylon. And Daniel, then Daniel requested of the king, and he said, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego over. The affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. That means he had a political post. You know what? That political post meant nothing to Daniel unless it was to help fulfill the will of God. Daniel knew. God would deal with Daniel in visions. Daniel knew, I'm where God wants me. I'm in chapter one stolen from my family and I'm in chapter two, I'm standing before the king, the king who has the authority to kill me. I'm standing before the king in the latter part of chapter two and he elevates me to this position. I'm standing there. And then notice in chapter number four, uh, uh, for the sake of time, I'll skip over what I was gonna say in chapter three. We get to chapter four and he's in the will of God so he's unwavering, he doesn't change. Did you hear that he doesn't change? Chapter 4, verse 18. The dream, here's another dream. I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen, now therefore, O Belt to Shazor, declare the interpretation. This one, he remembered the dream. It was this big giant, and he talked about the iron, he talked about the brass. Daniel had to stand before that king and says, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Verse 20, the tree that thou sawest, which grew was strong, whose height reached to the heaven, and the sight thereof all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beast of the field dwelled, upon the branch, the fowls of heaven, had their habitation. O king, thou art grown, and you become strong. You're like that tree. This is the interpretation, verse number 24. Verse 25, they shall drive thee from men and thy dwelling shall be in the beast of the fields. And they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen and shall wet thee with the dew of heaven and seven times shall pass over till thou know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of man. Here's a man that came to great power and great authority. And, and yet Daniel stands before him and says unwaveringly, uh, unwavering, He said, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be exiled to the farm. And you're going to be out in the pasture. And the dew is going to be on your back. And it's going to be on your body. And for seven years, you're going to live out there eating the grass like the animals. How would you like to stand before a king? How could a man do that? He was in the will of God. He was in the will of God. One of the men of our church asked me to go with them. We were before the city uh, city planners and city authorities. And we've been working so hard for so many years to get this property across the street, the old firehouse. The first time they gave it away, tore it down. The first time they gave it away, they gave it to a nonprofit. And after they gave them one year to build housing over there, and they extended it for two years. And then they said, we have to give it back. We can't build it. And then it came down the last time. And there were four people bidding on it. We were number two. But the city passed regulations where they got millions and millions and millions of dollars last November, and they called us in, one of our laymen in this church and myself, and we sat there at a long table. They sat on this side, we sat on this side. We have already explained to them what we're trying to do. And you know... (laughs) they were stumbling around. They were just stumbling around. They they didn't know how to let us down. I'm looking to make sure. They didn't know how to let us down. That man and myself, we both said, listen, we know we didn't get it, but the thing is this, doesn't bother us. You don't have to try to feel badly here because if we're supposed to get that property, we're going to still get it. We'll get it. Now, we may not want to have to build the houses there, so they might build them first. You know, God has a will for this church. I come to this corner right here and I go by it so many times generally through the day. Dear Lord, I, we need that building right there. I know it's not possible. I know it's not possible. Oh, but God can do anything, anything. And I get down here to 545. That property is so important because there's a hundred parking stalls and it comes up against our bus lot back here and we could take the fence down and we could have another exit out Aldo and have all that building and those hundred parking stalls right on our property, and I pray God give us 545. And then the next one, it has enough room in all the back to park the buses and a huge building. God give us 545 Eldo and 555 Eldo. Well, you know that's not possible. That's probably five million, and this probably seven to eight, nine, ten million. That's probably ten million. Yeah, but who? He owns the cattle on the thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. He owns the rivers and the rocks and rills, the sun and stars that shine. God owns it all. He owns this planet Earth. We're just borrowing it. And he might just move and say, why don't you give him, why don't you give them that property? Well, say, if we gave it, if we got it, the city wouldn't let us build there. Uh, They told us we couldn't build here either. Everything we have here is legal. God can do anything. And here he is standing before the king and he's unwavering. I want you to see in chapter five, he's in the will of God. That's why he could reject money. The king answered, said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself. I don't want your gifts. You keep your gifts. I'll take the will of God. I wonder how I'll get blessed. It's not how Daniel was looking. I'll close in chapter number Chapter number uh, six, if you'll go to six. And by the way, I'm preaching about a fourth of the message here. But it looks like you're becoming real good Christians, so I'm gonna let you go early tonight. He's sleeping in the den of lions. And you know that this Daniel had an excellent spirit, verse three, they knew that they, they some of the presidents and princes, they sought occasion against Daniel. Oh, he was a faithful man. Neither did any error or fault found in him. And may I say, verse 10 and when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, what writing? You can't pray. It's illegal to pray. Illegal to do this to your God. When the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. He said, I've been praying every day three times a day in this place. You can pass a law all you want. I'm still gonna pray. How could he live that way? He was in the will of God. God has a will for your life. God has a will for my life. How can I, when, how can I discover the will of God? Well, by the Word of God. If you're sincere about this in July and August and knowing the will of God, just read the Bible. Don't read and say, i got to look for some passages. Just read it and keep reading. And if you're looking for the will of God, just read great volumes. And I'm not saying there's a verse going to point out and say, okay, now you're supposed to go to South San Jose because it says, go south. No, but you'll never know the will of God without bathing in the Word of God. You know the will of God from the Word of God. You know the word of uh, the will of God from walking with God. I'd rather walk with Jesus than roam the paths of sin. I'd rather have His friendship than earth's best honors win. My one desire is to please Him in everything I do. So I'm walking onward, upward, bound for heaven and God. I want the will of God. Well, I'm going to have to get in the Word of God. I'm going to have to walk with God. I'm going to have to get to the house of God. I don't think you find the will of God in a tavern. I don't think you find the will of God at Disneyland. I think you come to a place like this where they sing the praises of God and the word of God, the choir was such a blessing tonight, and those songs, and then Brother Martinez, pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. I watched over people, some were like, like this, some were like this, some were like this, praising their, and, and the harmony, you know, I, 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 I think if you could get around the house of God, you'll Begin to understand the will of God. And then you trust in God. You just trust Him. Trust is the Old Testament word, which is the New Testament word, faith. Trust is found, faith is found 152 times in the New Testament. Old Testament, trust and faith, they're synonymous. And God says, I want you to, I want you to trust me. I want you to have faith in me. For whatsoever is not a faith is sin. I'd like to do the will of God, but I just uh, don't know if I can. That's not faith. Faith is stepping into the water and doing it. And then I think you find the will of God with the man of God. As I read God's men in the Bible, I find that Elisha stuck real close with Elijah. Moses stayed real close. Uh, uh, Joshua stayed real close with Moses. I find that that David stayed real close to Samuel. I don't want to govern your life. And I quite frankly don't want all this veto power. But I'd like to have the clarity of saying, I, I just, I, I just want to pray with you for maybe a month on this. Let's just pray about it. And after a month, I'd like you to come back. And when you come back, say, I said, you know, I, I still don't, I don't know. Can we wait another month? Well, I can't. I got to know right now. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. You young people, you ought to engage your mother and dad in your lives. So I think I'm going to date Ralph. I think I, think I want to date Ralph. Would you let your mom and dad have some time to pray about it? People call, I learned this from a preacher. I don't get very many people having to come in for counseling appointments anymore because they don't want to do the homework assignment for the marriages. But they'll call and they say, man, we're having marital problems. And I'll say to them, okay, why don't you fast about three days and I'll fast a meal a day with you. I find people don't want to fast three days. I mean, it's important, but my marriage is not that important that I, I, I can't have a Diet Coke. It's not that important. I can't eat. but, But maybe in fasting and prayer, God will start to give us direction.
0: Thank you for listening to the Audio Preaching Podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us,